He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear the learn. Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Growing into maturity. Growing into maturity. Uh, please give me Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, beginning from verse 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave or from a servant, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. So I say to you, as long as he is a child, does not differ. There's no difference between the child, the one who is master of all. He is master of all in a child's body. And as long as he's in a child's body, even though he's a master of all, he does not differ from a servant in the house. Has no authority but everything is there inside. The only way the authority comes out is when he grows up to be a child. So the, the thing for the Christian is we must grow up. This scripture is there for us. God telling us until you grow up. The enemy will not respect you. And nothing will happen in your life. God wants us to grow up as children, and as children of God. And in Hebrews, last week we talked about the fact that God says, let us go away from these foundational teachings that we really believe in. We need to move on beyond those. And if you look at the foundational teachings, that's what we're still preaching today. Those things are very important to us today. Repentance from dead works. Baptisms. Baptisms, that means baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit. The church is still fighting about baptisms. That's baby stuff. We should have that all, that foundation already settled by now. And yet the church is still arguing about baby stuff. The laying on of hands, for what? For healing. That's baby stuff. But we're still fighting about baby stuff. And if we see any adult Christian do something, it's like, wow. That's supposed to be for all of us. And God's saying, we need to grow up. Grow up. Grow up so you are not a child. The child is told what to do by servants. A servant cannot tell the ruler, the king, what to do. The king says what to do. But as long as you are a child, you are being told what to do, when to go to bed, when to wake up, when to eat, how to eat. That's the child. And so the Bible tells us, 1 Peter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes, 
Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. So in other words, he's saying the same thing. God expects you to grow up and come into your own and have your own ministry, your own job in the kingdom of God. As long as you are a child, you have no ministry. You're still growing and learning. But once you are an adult, have your own ministry in the house of God. You were created for that. And God's been waiting for you. For some people, it's been 30 years. God's been waiting for them to grow up so that they can enter into their own, their ministry in the house of God. Your contribution to the work of God so that children can be birthed in the house of God. You have a ministry. But you won't as long as you are a baby. And that's just all over the church. You just come to church on Sunday and that's it. I've done my work. I've done my part. I think God's pleased with me. No, you got to grow up. It's horrible to see a a 20-something year old kid with diapers. And mama's got to clean him. But that's what we see in the church. That's what we see in the church. We got to grow up. So the way to grow up is through the word. It's clear. As newborn babes desire this inside milk of the word. And the Bible is clear. This is how you grow. There is no other way. Prayer is part of it. But really, God didn't say pray to grow. No. He says grow up through the word. And Paul talked about meat. And milk. Children eat, drink milk. If you still use the milk, you're a child. Paul says you need meat to be strong. You don't eat children's food. So all he's telling us plainly, if you want to grow as a Christian, go to the Word. There is no other way. Prayer won't do it. Prayer just will not do it. Because prayer is not just going to build your faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you want to build yourself strong, it's got to be through the word of God. And prayer is part of it. But you can't just pray and expect, your, your, expect to grow up as a child of God. Because God, Satan will come after you even through those prayers. And your, your prayer miss. And ask for things that don't make sense. And your prayer miss, your prayers are not answered. Because you're praying amiss. If you know the word, it's hard to pray amiss. Because your mind says, you know God's not going to answer that prayer. God bless my cigarette business. No, God's not blessing that business. Go to some other business. So we have to grow up. It's always, it's got to be through the word. And the Bible tells us how to prosper in life as we grow up. Not just not just in what we do spiritually in every way. How to prosper. How to get into the promised land. You know, I said the fact that God is expecting us to enter into the promised land. And he says we need courage. That's what I'm thinking on Sunday. We need courage to enter into the promised land. But until you know the promises and you believe the promises, you have no courage. And God says, didn't I command, I've commended you. In other words, be courageous. 
Be of good courage. Have I not commanded you? Until you hear his command and you've heard this command is entered into your heart. You got no courage. You got to get the word inside of you. But then God tells us what to do. He says in, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You need the book of the law. Je, I mean Isaiah 29 verse 11. He says, your life, the whole vision, the whole vision, all the vision of your life is like a book. And that book is the word of God. He's sealed in the book. He says, that book when it's given to a literate man, he says, I cannot read it because it is sealed. I can't benefit from it because it is sealed. I say the scripture again, Isaiah 29 verse 11. It's sealed. That's the way the word of God is. It's sealed. You got to go after it for it to be revealed to you. It's called revelation. As soon as you gain the revelation and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's through revelation, through the word. That's how you're strong enough to break the chains over your life. Through the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And he says, if you give the book to an illiterate man, he says, I can't read it. I'm illiterate. So your life, the vision for your life, God's vision for you, you can find that in Deuteronomy 20, uh, 28. God has a great vision for your life. But that vision is not delivered to you until you know the word and you work according to the word that's given to you. That's how you get strong. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you meditate in it day and night, so that you can observe to do all that is written in it. What does it saying? You cannot observe to do it until you got the word inside of you. You can't do the word until you have it inside of you. Romans chapter 10 was clear. He says, it is the word of faith which we preach. The word is in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith that we preach. Until you have the word in your mouth and in your heart, you can't even be saved. You need the word. And that's the only way to grow and get strong in God and do exploits in the name of your God. And not be ordinary. Otherwise, you stay ordinary and there's no difference between you and, like it says, the servant. Nobody can tell the difference. No power. But it says, after the Holy Ghost will come upon, has come upon you, you have power. But you have received the Holy Spirit and you are just like the rest of them. But with something, they were f- trying to find out what's the secret of his power. Amen. You're not excited, but I am. What's the secret of his power? He's got the word of God and he believes the word and he's walking by the word. So this book of the law will not depart from your mouth. Don't let the book out of your... You don't read the book with your mouth, right? But you have to know the word and let it come out of your mouth. Speak about the word all the time. When things are coming against you, the, what that thing hears from your mouth is the word. You know the word. That's what's coming out of you. That's where the enemy knows you got strength. 
<laughs> and you are no longer a man. You know something, when I, was, uh, uh, when I was traveling as an evangelist, I used to tell this story, joke a lot about it, uh, because he said, well, this guy comes, and I've seen that in a, a kind of a video. This guy comes and he's, he's trying to pick a fight with a guy, a gentleman who's sitting, you know, just minding his business with his jacket on. And he says, well, you just did that to me. I'm going to take you on. I'm going to beat what? all the curse words and all of that. And the guy pulls his shirt and he does this and he sees his muscles. He says, hey, uh, can we settle this thing in a different way? We don't have to fight, you know. We don't have to fight. I saw the video about Holyfield, you know, there's a funny video. He was sitting in his car, he got in the road, you know, and this guy was mad because he cut him off. And he was yelling, I'll take you on, I'll take you, and he was screaming. But that was tinted window, it was up, and Holyfield rolled the window down. The guy looked, he saw that was the box of Holyfield. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, but it was, it was you, we're not fighting anymore. That's what happens when you've been eating and exercising right from the Word of God. You hear the Word and you do the Word. That's exercise. When you hear the Word and you're not doing the Word, you got nothing, no profit. No profit. You exercise the Word. And so you got strength. It shall not depart from your mouth. Then you are you can observe to do all that is written in it. And then it says you will make your way prosperous because now the word is in you. And you know how, you get wisdom in you, you know how to make your way prosperous. God's already in you. That's his word. Now you got the wisdom of God and you will prosper. And you have good success. No one can stop you. They may try, but they can't. They got this, you got the supernatural seed inside of you. And nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you. It's always good. That's the only way we grow. Through the word. Expose, I came down on Sunday as well. Expose yourself to the word of God. When you don't feel like going to church... Guess who is after your life? The enemy. You're too tired. Stay home today and watch television. You don't want to do that. Go back to the house of God. Expose yourself to the word. Like I said on Sunday, the, the, what, the title of a message doesn't mean anything. If people are wondering, well, I don't want to hear that message. I don't, it doesn't apply to me. He's talking about marriage. I don't care about that. I'm married. Oh, I'm not married. I don't care, but I don't want to get married. But sit there and listen. There may be a word because the word of God is powerful. Don't criticize. Sit there. There must be something in the world. They're hearing something and the Holy Spirit is ministering something different to you. And you're saying the message is so good. He said, but you don't need what the message is talking about. Yeah, but I got something. Because the Holy Spirit has a way. He's dynamic. We got prejudices in us, and so we cut everything out. Well, I don't need that. Oh, who told you you don't need that? You see, the Word of God is spirit and life. Every time you hear the Word, you're receiving life. It doesn't matter whether you're hearing it from Genesis 
or it's from Revelation. Every time you hear the words of Jesus, you're receiving life. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. You try to stop a spirit. You can't do it. The more you expose yourself to the word, the more you're cleansed. That's you're taking a good shower. You're clean. Jesus said you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Now you can put on your beautiful garments. Now you can put on your strength, O Zion. That's when you can do something. Because the word is working inside of you. I think it was one of the Old Testament, in, uh, Old Testament prophets says, God gave him, he says, take that book, eat it. He said it was sweet in my mouth, but then it was bitter inside. You know that word? It's like honey. The word of God. That's what makes you grow through the word. That's what we need. The more of the word of God. And get, let God begin to open your mind, your mind to his word. Listen to this scripture here. In Romans chapter 6 verse 17. He says, but God be thanked. We can thank God that though you were slaves of sin, you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. In other words, the message that you heard, you, not, you were not a forgetful hearer. As it tells us in, in uh, James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, you were not a forgetful hearer. You heard the word. You obeyed from the heart. Not from your head. You obeyed from your heart. And if you obey from your heart, the word sets you free. You get stronger. You're free through the word. You have to have this in you. You have to put the word of God to work as a lifestyle. Put the word of God to work as a lifestyle. Not sometimes, every time. Let it be your lifestyle. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Hear the word and hear more. And but don't just hear, but do the word. That's the problem. That's why we're not growing. You are eating, but you are not exercising. You get fat, sorry. And weak. It's not going to work. You eat the word, exercise, be a doer. Be a doer of the word. That's how you develop your spiritual muscle. Listen to this scripture in James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. I mentioned that. But be doers of the word. That's God telling us, you want a secret? Be doers of the word. Many times we hear the word, and you know why we don't do the word? We're too scared. You know why we're scared? We don't trust the word. I got $10. The word says, give. But you're making some calculations in your head. You're thinking, if I give $10, my kids will not have meal today. 
You're not a, you, you hear the word, the word's good, but you're not a doer. You're not going to be blessed. Because the just shall live by faith. You got to step out of the boat. Until you step out of the boat, you can't walk on water. And if you're going to test the water to see if you hold your weight, you'll never walk on water. You'll stay in the boat. But you got to step out by faith. But be doers of the word. And not hearers only. We have too many hearers only in the church. Hello? Oh, that was a good message. Yeah, we know it's a good message, but what have you been doing with it? There's no fruit. Because you did nothing with the word. God delivered the word to Peter. Come. Did he act on the word? Just that word, come. Peter acted on the word, and that word made the water solid. Yes. Just a simple word. He was a doer of the word. So he was blessed. He walked on water. But staying in the boat and say, I heard it. He said, come. I, I, Peter, did you hear that word? Yes, come. But you're still in the boat. It's not going to work that way. You won't know the power of God's word until you've put it to test. And if you don't put it to test, you have no experience. You don't know how to use the word. This is the only way to do it. Be doers of the word. Notice what it tells you to do. Doers of what? The word. The word of God. Be doers of the word. That's how you grow. That's how you become mature. That's how you develop your spiritual muscles. That's how you become so strong and do exploits and the enemy is scared of you. Because they know you know the word. And the word is in your spirit. Not just hear us only deceiving yourselves. So when you're not doing the word, you're going to church every Sunday just to get yourself deceived. Not, no, it's not the preacher that is deceiving you. You are doing it yourself. You are helping yourself in the deception. Because you're not doing the word. You know a lot of people say, well, our church believes in healing. What do you know about healing? Yourself. Yes, it's our church that believes it. But show me scripture that you know that you are working on it, right? That's the whole thing. Because until the word is in you, you don't have faith for it. And God doesn't have grandsons. Amen. No grandsons. Everyone is a child. Amen. Everyone, and then like I said, we're not running a group race. <laughs> it's all individual race. My wife, I love my wife Angela very much, but <laughs> it's not a group race. <laughs> it's not, okay, it's our family running. No, it's an individual race. Everyone is going to appear before God. Every single one. Everyone, it's you and God. God doesn't have grandchildren. We are all, we, this is an, it's an individual thing. You can't be studying for your child. He, uh, that child's got to study. You can't be studying for your wife. It's, it's an individual thing. Now, God can use your faith 
to help them, but God gets tired of that pretty soon. He don't like that. You have to grow up. You know how the eagles do it? Kick them off the nest, right? <laughs> and let them fly on their own. That's the way God does his thing. Don't deceive yourself. He says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. Well, if you forget that you belong to Jesus, why do you expect Satan to remember? You've already forgotten who you are, right? The word is telling you who you're supposed to be, but you look at the word and say, ah, nice. But as soon as you leave, you're forgetting that you got all the power. Satan don't have to remember for you. That's why we are weak. Because we forget what the words told us about us. And like I said, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because you are with me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. If you have fear, you are not walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You are standing in the valley of the shadow of death. You are not going anywhere. That's why you have fear. He says walk through, right? Is that not what the word says? Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But if you have fear, you'll be standing there. No wonder you got fear. And you are in the realm of death at that point. Walk through without fear. Because you know the word. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. What God has made available to the believer. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So when I'm afraid, no, that's not me. That's somebody else. I have no reason to be afraid. Yeah, I see what I see before my eyes, but I know that Jesus is standing or is seated at the Father's right hand. That I know for sure. And as long as he is for me, no one can be against me. You try, but I'm going to be victorious. Because the scripture is very clear. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more. Not just conquerors, we're more than conquerors. So I stand on his side and believe him till the storm is gone. Just because Jesus is in my boat doesn't mean the storm will not come. But I got someone that knows how to steal the storm. And to make the waves calm down. Calm down. Don't do anything. You can't do anything. The master is in the boat. Amen. The master is here with me. I have no reason to be afraid. God will take care of this, this situation. But you got to know the word. This scripture is so important here. He says it's very clear. But, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. You want to be free? Look into that book. It's perfect. And it's the law of freedom. 
freedom from financial problems, whatever your problem is, is the perfect law of liberty. The law of the United States is good for liberty. But you see what's happening out there? It's not the perfect law of liberty, okay? That's for the United States. But you're still working for the people of the United States, right? This book is the perfect law of freedom. If you look into this book, the perfect law of liberty, notice what it says to do, and what? Continue... Therein. You just don't look once and forget. You stay weak. You gotta stay with it. Whatever your problem is, you want to develop muscles in that area. If I'm weak when it comes to healing, receiving healing from God, it's not the preacher's fault. Get books on healing and begin to read. Study the scriptures. It may appear like nothing is going on, but I'm telling you, you are developing your spiritual muscles. I saw my kids, they started saying, Daddy, we're going to lift weights. And then I thought it was a joke. Before long, I looked, it went back to school. And I said, wow, I'm not going to be able to take this boy on anymore. And I have to be careful. I have to have a way to talk to him now. They get the big. And he says, oh, Daddy, all I do is I just repeat this exercise little by little. And he's going to say, can you show me how you're doing this stuff? So, so, but that's what the word is saying. You continue in it. Amen? Have you seen, it used to be one commercial one time, this guy got on the scale. You know, he got on the scale. And he's like, wow, I'm that big. And he ran around the room just one time and came back and stood on the scale. And this thing read this empty slap. Hey, I've drawn this little stuff. The, the numbers should be down. The scale says you haven't done enough. You got to continue. You got to continue in it. We got to keep stay with the word until the word becomes part of your life. If you, abi- if you, if you abide in me and I abide in you, if my words abide in you, remember that? Then you ask what you will, and it will be given to you. But the word has to be there. It's the word. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. So you continue in the word. That's how you develop spiritual muscles. That's how you can discern what's right and what's not right. It's a frightening thing. You think this, that maybe this person is supposed to be mature, but you listen to what they're saying. It doesn't make too much sense. So you can tell you still need to stay with the word. You need to grow up. That's what, where we, how we grow. Everyone who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, so you continue and you're not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. So you do the word and God blesses you. And you gain experience. And God can use you constantly. God knows he can trust you because the word is already in you. You know, in in Matthew, I think in Mark, Jesus said, these signs follow them that believe. And then he said, and then they went everywhere, preaching the word, the Lord walking with them, 
confirming the word that they were preaching with signs following. But until you continue with what is told you, until you are a doer, there are no signs. There is nothing to confirm. You heard the word and you are not a doer of the word. You don't really understand the word. That's why you're not doing the word. And so it doesn't work for you. But we have been commanded to grow up as children of God. And you help, Pastor. You know, pastors are busy these days. Oh, I mean, my wife joined the things to find out what's, what's happening with pastor and pastor's wife, some kind of uh, a group, pastor's wife stuff. You won't believe what's happening. Pastors are busy delivering pacifiers uh, to church members. I'm telling you, it's serious business. Those delivering pacifiers, they are so touchy, every little thing. I mean, somebody looks at them and they say, I don't like the way this person looks at me. Well, past, until pastor goes to give them pacifier, they're out. So pastor's ro- rolling all over. And they say, oh yeah, he's a pastor. <laughs> Stick it in the mouth. And they are just putting threats constantly. It's frightening. It's a clear sign of babyhood. That's what's going on in the church. And I thought, well, it's all over the place, all over the country. It's frightening. And the only reason is because people don't know the word. They can't stay to deal with conflict. How are you going to live? Life is filled with conflict. Trouble's always there. No matter where you go, you've got to deal with conflict. Job tells us a man born of a woman is but a few days filled with troubles. you got to learn to deal with problems. But we are called to reign. If you read in Revelation, I believe chapter 5, verse 10, it says, God has made us, made us kings and priests. And then it tells us, and we shall reign on the earth. That's Revelation 5 verse 10. We shall reign on the earth. We are supposed to reign on the earth. And then if you read in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, verse 17 tells us very clearly there, that we are supposed to reign in life through Christ. We are supposed to reign in life. For if by one man's offense, death reigns, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in this present life. They receive the gift of righteousness. They shall reign. So how do you reign? How do you reign in life? Proverbs chapter 8 is the scripture that deals with wisdom. And in that scripture, chapter 8 verse 16, the Bible tells us that God's wisdom speaking, wisdom personified, he says, by me, princess, nobles, and all judges of the earth. That's how they rule. They rule through wisdom. 
So the Bible tells us wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So what is wisdom? The only way to reign is through wisdom. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is putting the work, the word of God to work as a lifestyle. That's wisdom. You know why I know that? Matthew chapter 7, I believe verse 24, Jesus said, Everyone who hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken them to what? A wise man. So if you're not hearing the word, you can't, and not doing the word, you can't reign. You won't even survive. You build your house on the sand. And the storms will come. That's the only way to get strong. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I like in that first. Jesus said, you are a wise man. That's how you get wise. Through the word, doing the word of God. Not just knowing the word, but also doing what the scripture says. That's a wise man. And the Bible says those who are wise will do exploits. They know their God, they do exploits. And it's just by knowing the word. That's how we get strong. Knowing what the scripture says and acting on it. That's the faith. Every time you step out, I I told myself a long time ago, I'm going to go out and make a fool of myself. Oh, yes. Make a fool of myself because, you know, your mind telling you, if you say that and nobody gets healed, you know they're going to laugh at you. See, you never tried it before. But I thank God for Joyce Meyer. I said, do it afraid. (laughs) So you declare, oh, God's going to heal all of you. God's going to heal tonight. But you really don't know, right? But the word says this. He will work with you, confirming the words with sign following. I know the ver- the, if you've been there before, it's okay. But if you're doing it for the first time, you're shaking as you're going. <laughs> but don't quit. But I told myself, God is. Amen? And he watches over his word to perform it. And at the moment you are thinking, this is what God said. I'm going to practice. I'm going to come out of the boat. I'm going to walk on water. God's watching. That's when he's watching. Hey, yeah. there's a little man there. He's believing our word, you see. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And his focus is on you. We cannot disappoint him. Because if we disappoint him, he's going to get discouraged. He'll never try it again. Hello? That's, wouldn't, wouldn't the father do that? If you, you've encouraged your son to do something, now they're about to try it. You're standing there praying and won't, I'm going to help you, Right? I don't want him to make a mistake so he won't get discouraged. If you, earthly fathers, being evil, will give good gifts to your children, how much more? He's there. So I can trust. He won't deny himself. He's faithful to his word. So you go out, step out on his word, and it happens. And after a while, you say, oh, I know now God's with me. Amen. And then faith. Comes in, and then they can believe you that you you represent God. But until you step out in faith and make a fool of yourself, supposedly, you will never see the hand of God. 
you know, it's funny. The other disciples were in the boat wondering, yeah, see, Peter started again, right? He's calling to work. Peter, why don't you? I know you don't read that in the scriptures, but if you tell this guy's always talking and boasting and saying something, he said, I want to walk on water. And the others said, see, Peter started again. He wants to, that's the master. What makes you think? But Peter is ignoring them. Hey, master, can I come? And he hears the word, come. See? Let's see if he will really walk on water. You, all you do is sit in the boat and not see anything. But he's walking on water. We like to talk about how he sunk. But he walked on water. Can you do that? That's the issue here. We have to believe God and act on his word. God's watching his word. I'm going to be sharing with us some of the things that we, can, we need to watch out uh, for. And, and if you see these things, in the Bible it's very clear. By their fruits you shall know them. They can, nobody can lie to you. You just watch the way they react to certain circumstances. You know how children react to things, you know? Let me give you one. Children, their attention span is so short. You can do the same thing over and over. You do this to a child, and they every time they're like, they laugh. Do the same thing, and they go, they laugh. You do that to an adult. After three times, he says, when are you going to stop doing that silly stuff? They don't want to listen to that. But you can keep a child happy doing that. You move from childhood. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But there's got to come a time. In other words, I'm trying to put the fact God wants you to grow up. To put away childish things. And begin to do the things that adults must do. To prosper in the kingdom of God. And you have to take that responsibility. You have to take that responsibility. You know what the definition of the word responsibility is? That's willing to take on the requirement. Take on the requirement. The things that are required to get to your goal. That's responsibility. You are willing to accept and to take it on what it takes to get to where you're going. If you're not willing to take on what is required to get on to where you're going, you are irresponsible. In other words, you don't want what it, what it takes to get there. That's all it takes. The word of God is giving us things. And until you have covenant responsibility in you, you do nothing. You sleep while others are praying. You got no responsibility. You haven't taken it on on yourself. You won't study. Because it doesn't that's not your thing. But when you take on that responsibility, then you know everything with God. 
there are requirements. The things of God that have requirements don't respond to prayer. Hello? When God says, if you do this, then I'll do this. <laughs> don't pray about it because that's not a promise. It has requirements. And until you meet the requirements, you're not going to get there. God's not going to deny himself just for you. Or because you cried. It's not going to work. There are requirements. And that's, you don't give responsibilities to children, right? You know not to do that. But if you want to be an adult, then begin to assume what's required for the adult to do what God has called you to do. That is taking on the responsibility. Things just don't happen. Things just don't happen. You cannot rise above the amount of words you have inside of you. I don't care who you are. You can't rise above what you know from the word. You just can't. You'll be speaking, but it won't be too long before we know God's not in it. And God doesn't have to confirm it. You've got nothing to move it. You've got to have the word inside of you. I'm talking a lot tonight, but this is very important to us. To you and to myself. I've got to get there. Until God gives you the hunger, I've got to grow up. I've been stunted for the last 15 years. I've got to grow up. But just talking about it is not going to help you until you take on the responsibility. Take on what is required to get to your destiny. You've got to take it on. Or if you don't, you're not going to get there. And it's all through hearing the word and knowing the word and doing what it says. That's when you can reign. Stand up with me tonight. Next week, by the grace of God, I'm going to be sharing, you know, There was a time, you know, I was just starting in faith and understand I don't know everything. But I believe by the grace of God, I've been long enough. And especially as a pastor now, I've got to, to see a little bit of things in the body of Christ. You have to stay even kill. If you're trusting in God, you can't be going up and down. That's a double-minded person. It's not up and down. When you're up today and something happens, you're down, up and down, up and down. It's clear you either don't believe the word or you don't know the word. That's what's going on. It's clear. By their fruit, you know them. By their fruit, you know them. And God allows circumstances to come into our life. Sometimes that don't make sense. Just to test you, just to let you... So I believe He's trying to make you know... There's something not right. You need to grow up. The way God says it in the Old Testament, if you don't take it, you're going around the wilderness again. Another, another round. Until you learn. 
Many of them were unwilling to learn. Guess what? They died in the wilderness. They died in the wilderness. We're not going to do that. Amen? That's not your portion in Jesus' name. Your portion is to rise above everything that Satan is throwing at you. Your portion is to rise above everything that Satan comes against you with. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You are not going to die in the wilderness. You will get into your promised land. The dream that God has given to you, you will arrive there. No one can stop you because the word of God and the Holy Spirit will be your safeguard. He's going to always be there for you. It's always going to be there for you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I believe there's faith rising in your heart right now because you're hearing the word of God. You're hearing the word of faith. It's in your mouth and also in your heart. No one can beat you because God has made you more than a conqueror through him. And he loves you. Let no one deceive you. God loves you. I don't care what you think about yourself. He loves you. No matter what's happening in your life, He loves you. And His love will come through and make you. That's what it is. It's the truth. That's the word of God. He will not deny Himself. He is His word. And He won't deny Himself. And if He won't deny Himself, He won't deny you because you are His. Amen? You belong to Him. And forever you belong to Him. Father God, we want to thank You. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God we serve. You live in us. In you, we live, we move, we have our being. And God, you are in us and we are in you. And in Christ, we cannot be touched to God. We thank you that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And we are growing. We are being transformed from glory to glory. We are becoming more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ. As we look into the mirror, the Word of God, we are being changed. We are being changed right now to have that nature, that divine nature of our God in us. We thank you, God, for your Word in us. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit in us. Thank you, God, because we are anointed. God has anointed us. By His Holy Spirit. We are afraid of nothing. Because Jesus. We are in you. We are abiding. Under the shadow. Of the Almighty. And we have no reason. To be afraid. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. God bless you.